everybody! It is your least favorite host after last week's just absolute clusterfuck of an episode. Brit back going one in five, which is just so exciting for me. I cannot wait, but luckily I have my confidants back. Schultzy, Andrew back from the abyss of schoolwork, trips, and sick kids. Gentlemen, how are we today? Oh, just just doing wonderful. Um, I'll I'll at least give you a second least favorite host because Skip Bayless still hosts the show. <laughs> I yeah okay 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 fair. I can dig. I can dig. Yeah, I miss you guys. It's been a while. Been been way too long. Sorry, I've been at the last couple of weeks, but you all held the fort down. I mean, not really, because you swept the slate and just ghosted us, which is super cool, by the way. <laughs> I, I, you did. Just... <laughs> I, I did consider just not coming back and just doing everything else, just sending in picks. Yeah, I think it was four and one last week, five another week before. So yeah, I just thought about yeah, maybe maybe it's for the best. I don't know. Well, we're gonna find out really soon here. Sorry, I'm just placing a uh I'm placing one of my parlay bets because I told Schultz the off air that if Drake London and Monty can't go over the numbers that he has, then I don't want to live in a world like this. Um, <laughs> for those that listened to last week's really weird podcast, I apologize. I haven't been solo in a long time. Uh USC did in fact cover the 21 and a half first half spread. Uh, so if you're curious how I fared after that game, I'm semi alive only to have Georgia lose their spread. God damn it. Hey, Kirby, here's a fun thing. You're up 14 points. It's 36 seconds left in the half. Mississippi state's got a really good returner. You know, what's fun when you punt the ball out of bounds, it's not where it needs to be. Yeah. You know, it's like, Barely any time left. No big yeah. deal. Yeah, super cool. Like, hey, man, here's a fun idea. Like, let's put a lot of air under it. Fair catch. <laughs> lost Georgia that way. I uh, lost the UCLA bet because Jig Bobo can't catch a ball. That was fun. And then I lost this, the Utah first half bet because Cam Rising threw right at the Stanford defender and the own zone to cover 13 and a half. Yay! I'm just not happy with myself after last week, but we're on to bigger, better, sexier things. As always, my friends, we haven't decided Schultz's punishment yet. You'll probably get to that. We are also waiting for Drew to finish his half marathon to upload his very exciting punishments. And then I have a feeling after my one and five start, I'll be on the hot seat for punishments. And we all know how fun that's going to be. But you can find our future lines on BetUS. And if you are a first-time depositor and deposit $50 more with the promo code of yards per Y-A-R-D-S-P-E-R, no spaces, you can have a deposit bonus of 125%. So, my friends, let's get into the sexy bits of it, all right? Let's not dilly-daddle around. I don't care how you're doing. I don't care how you've been. Let's make some freaking money today, gentlemen. Woo! Uh, I, I do. I do care. Maybe we can just save that for the last little bit. I've been thinking about our show, how we want to get things going. Um, I do want to know why you guys keep following my bets when I'm so bad. It just, it hurts my feelings. I liked it better when I was doing better than I am. Uh, and it's just, it's tough. It's tough to be. It's tough to be me. So bad. And this is what you get when you allow me to co-host. I get a bitch and moan for, what's our time here? Like four minutes. This is 
awful radio. Um, it's not even, oh my God. I'm hungry. And we're back. We're centered, baby. We're, we're centered. fucking back. We're fucking back. <laughs> okay. Let's get this shit going before I keep blabbing. Uh, Schultz, you kind of hit, you finally hit again after a little bit of rough patch of your props. Give me your favorite prop this week that you got going into this, into this late. All right. So as always, uh, I get my props uh, after I've kind of done a lot of my DFS work. And one game I like love, love, love this week in DFS is Chicago at Atlanta. Um, This has shootout written all over it to me. The Bears, now that Justin Fields is balling, they can score. On the flip side, they can't stop anyone. So they are a team that just screams shootout from their side. And it also happens that Atlanta is kind of the same thing. So now we got a game on turf in a dome. We don't got to worry about any bullshit. I love this game. I think it's a game. I don't even know what the total is. It should be around 50 and I would still play the over. I think it was um, right around 49 when I last checked 49. Oh, wow. 49 I was close. Somewhere in there. I would, yeah. I'd play that over easy. Um, so the first one for me, it was Monty. I was like, all right, Khalil Herbert. He got moved to IR. Rest of those running backs are scrubs. They're going to feed Monty. And I check and it says 61 and a half. And I was like, huh? Okay. Like I, this, this is a line that I would have suspected them to lay with, with Herbert playing. So I was like, okay, cool. Easy. I'll take that one. Bingo. And so then I'm kind of scrolling around, you know, I like to, I I never really play my picks in the same game. I spread it out. And I'm looking at my DFS lineup, seeing, you know, maybe some props I can attack there. And I just kept coming back to the same game. And then I look again and all these lines are just criminally low. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going all in. And if I too, right. If I flop, I flop. But if, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. So number two, Mariota over 164 and a half pass yards. Look, this guy sucks. I'm not even going to beat around it. He's not good. Like, if he were good, Kyle Pitts would have nine touchdowns, and he would have caught, like, an 80-yard touchdown, like, two weeks ago. Uh, But that's a different parallel universe where Mariota's good. So, um, unfortunately, it ain't this one. But he's still, like, a solid fantasy quarterback, and I'm playing him in DFS this week. He can get some rushes. He's going to get some scores because the offense overall moves the ball. They run well. And the Bears defense sucks. So I, I get that, like, we're not expecting a ton here, but 164, this is bananas. And so then I'm like, boom, if Mariota's hitting that, what's his top target? Drake London. Oh, so I look over there, 41 and a half. This is insane. I just don't understand. Like, I am absolutely blown away at the fact that it, I'm expecting this many points here in Vegas is too. If Vegas is expecting 50, what is the top pass catcher of the Falcons doing with a 41 and a half yard line against a shit defense? I mean, I, I don't know. Am I, am I reading poorly into this? It just means that Justin Fields is going to run for 300 yards and six touchdowns. That's how this and, game gets there. Right. But here's my thing on that. And I'm glad you said that. Um, I'm a little concerned about him and his press conference saying his legs have felt tired. I wonder why. Right. And he's spending extra time with the uh, conditioning strength team, whatever, to to get his legs um, back to feel feeling good, ready to play. 
with all that, I'm there's no way if he's feeling that way and having to put the extra work to get his legs back into shape, is the coaching staff going to just run him out there and just keep running him this hard? And now I know that a lot of this is designed or some of it is rollouts too, but I think it's also going to be likely you'll see him instead of taking that 10, 15 yard and looking for a lane to go all the way, he's going to maybe start sliding. So I think you're going to see a little bit of a, you know, negative impact here, but he's going to get like 70 rushing yards instead of 150. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. exactly. Oh, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I'm all over all three of these. And then your, your third one, which wide receiver are you taking in the game? Oh, there it was. First one was Monty. Number two was Mariota. Number three is Drake London. We're 41 and a half, right? Yeah. Fantastic. All right, Drew, uh, you and me again, are fucking around the same games. Mm-hmm. We even had the same bet, which is the first time in the show's history, which I got to say, gentlemen, is really impressive. <laughs> I didn't realize I opened up the book. I always open up the book Friday morning. I didn't realize what was happening, that what was happening. And then I was like, there's only like eight games. What the hell is going on? Anyways, uh, my fiance is here, which means I got to go to dinner soon. So let me get my bets out really quickly. Jets plus two and a half first half. I don't trust the Patriots. I'm not going to trust the Patriots. I do trust the Jets, excluding Zach Wilson. Don't be a bonehead. Don't turn the ball over. This baby hits. You can also probably lay the money line if you want to get sexy with it. I'm um, going Philly minus seven and a half. This is really weird where two things converge at the same time. Uh, Philly's not a bad team. They just had everything go wrong in the one game. Indy's a bad team that had everything go right in the game. This is what happens to the line. Take Philly minus seven. Pittsburgh plus four. TJ Watts back. Listen to TJ Watt, stick with TJ Watt, be TJ Watt. That's my four. I'm about to go. Those are the ones I'm laying, though. Uh, gentlemen, take the show away, my friends. Listeners, I bid you adieu, and I hope I come back with better spirits. Adios, amigos. We love you. Woo! See you later, man. So All right, I got, I got oh, to go say ahead. real fast about this. Um, Jets concerns me. I saw a stat today about Zach Wilson under pressure. And he's like dead last in the league and like everything. And the Patriots are generating pressure at like the third highest rate. So I don't know about that one. I'm not a Zach Wilson guy. Yeah, like he said, I'm on the two other games that he said that uh, Britt said. But yeah, I I was thinking about taking the other side with the Patriots um, before I saw his pick. But I'll go ahead and give out mine now. Um, he Britt already mentioned Pittsburgh plus four. At home against Cincinnati, TJ Watts back. I know Cincinnati is coming off a bye, but they're still going to be without Jamar Chase. And that offensive line is still really bad. So I think Pittsburgh's going to be able to generate enough pressure. And at home under Tomlin, Steelers are 16-3-3 as a home underdog in the last 22 games. It doesn't happen much. And when it does, you've been profitable to take the Steelers. I think it's going to be the same. I haven't checked the weather forecast. I know, obviously, the news with Buffalo going up to Detroit for the Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland Buffalo game. Even, I think there's even a chance of it getting canceled the last I heard. Um, right. With um, yeah. The players, yeah. I think they might not even be able to get to the airport. Right. I think, I think the, the report I read was they canceled practice Friday. Buffalo did cause they couldn't, they wanted to, I guess for safety reasons being on the roads, it looks, it looks bad. Um, so I'm hopefully it's not going to be that way across the, I guess, Northeast in Pittsburgh. Is this game in Pittsburgh? 
It is. Okay, I'm pulling up their forecasts. Uh, let's see. Sunday, supposed to maybe get a little windy there tomorrow, but they should be solid. It'll just be cold and a little windy. Okay, because I hadn't heard much, because I know Britt mentioned the Jets and Patriots. Obviously, that's up in the area. I think the Giants are hosting mm-hmm. the Lions, so you have a couple games up that way. Anyway, so I haven't heard much about them, just the Buffalo Buffalo Bills game. So next one, I'll take I'm taking the Cowboys at minus one at Minnesota. That it's similar to what Britt said about the Eagles and Colts. Yeah, the Cowboys are coming off a loss against Green Bay and the Vikings are eight and one, but now the Vikings are hosting the Cowboys and the Cowboys are favored at Minnesota. Dallas is also 10 and two in their last 12 coming off a loss against the spread. I am a little bit worried about Justin Jefferson, if he could get the better of um, the Dallas secondary, but I think Dak Prescott and plus if it's 425, if it's the America's game of the week, you could get Kirk cousins in that prime time <laughs> letdown. So I'm kind of hoping for that classic. Uh, right. And then my last and my best bet for this week is the Eagles minus three and a half for the first half. I touched on this last week when the Colts were playing the Raiders. Colts are my team. That's who I follow. They scored their second first quarter touchdown of the season, and they played 10 games. They've scored 55 points in the first half this season through 10 games. This team struggles out of the gate. They pick it up late, typically pick it up in the fourth quarter when they're playing catch-up. And the Eagles are coming off a brutal loss where, like Britt said, everything went the wrong way. And they are one of, if not the best, first half team in terms of scoring offense. So I'm going to take the Eagles minus three and a half for the first half against the Colts. Uh, I'm big time on that one. Uh, Yeah, we get the Eagles coming off a bad loss. I'm expecting a huge bounce back. And then on the flip side, obviously the Colts won. But like, how many teams do you see win after they fire their coach and get that like emotional lift? And I, that's not to discredit Saturday. He could be really good, but like, it's well, that's still part of it, right? And he was also like, let's face it, he's probably the best coach in the game against right. Josh McDaniels. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not saying much, right? You're so, wrong. Yeah, I, I that that's just a coach, and that's a team in the Raiders. I'm probably just going to fade the rest of the season until and, Josh McDaniels and, is out. And man, people are sleeping on the Steelers now. Um, I played their defense in DFS last week in, in a lineup, and I'm going to do it again. You said it, TJ Watt. Like, people were talking up Chris Olave for DFS purposes last week, and I, I was not. I, I love Olave. I was not into him last week. Everyone's like, oh, all their, all their you know, secondaries banged up. Fitzpatrick's out. Steelers suck. And I'm like, yeah, except for Andy Dalton's going to get about three quarters of a second before he gets blasted by TJ Watt. And so, hey, look what happened. So, yeah, I think people are underestimating how much that one man does that does to that defense. Exactly. And you mentioned Minka Fitzpatrick. He's back. I think he had a was it epidectomy last week. So he was out I'm last sure. week. And I think he's back this week. I'm pretty sure. So right, with those said, what do you got for the college slate, Zach? Okay. So last week I was pretty pumped. I snuck both of mine out. Um, college has oh, not yeah. been my, my strong suit, but you know, I'm, I'm out here grinding, um, this week I'm taking two big favorites, Georgia and Tennessee, Georgia's minus 22 and a half. 
Um, and they get Kentucky, who, you know, everybody seemed to love Will Levis for some reason, and he really sucks lately. Um, that's a team that relies on defense, and they can score some points, but they're not going to do it against Georgia, and Georgia can score. So, like, that's, you know, like I just said, team relies on defense, and that's how they, like, win their games versus, like, standard opponents. This is not a standard opponent. I'm fully expecting Georgia to just wipe the shit out of them. And same goes for Tennessee versus South Carolina. Um, South Carolina, when faced against, like, actually good teams this year, has been getting their ass kicked. So, Tennessee, trend should continue. Yeah, I, I love that Georgia pick, too. Uh, I was on them last week against, I believe it was Mississippi State. I had the game. I know Britt said he missed on the first half, but Georgia in their last 16 on the road against the spread are 12-4. and four. Holy crap. And you mentioned, too, about Kentucky. Their their offensive line has been bad. It's similar to what you said about the, the Saints game last week. It, he, I don't think Levis is getting any time at all to throw, and now you're bringing in the best defense in the country with Georgia. I – I don't like their chances. No. And you know, part of my, um, part of my experience in handicapping some college stuff here with you guys is I see a 21, 22 and I'm instantly like, Oh God. Oh no, 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 no. But now I'm learning that there are great times to jump on those. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I think the heavy favorites have actually done pretty well this season. That's actually going to lead into my, one of my two college plays of more up on yardsperfantasy.com tomorrow morning. Uh, but one I really like is a night game tomorrow, Washington minus 30 and a half against Colorado. I think a couple of us, maybe the whole show this season have picked on Colorado. They're very bad. They're two and eight against the spread on the season. They're one and nine straight up. They haven't covered a road game at all this season. And now you're going into Washington to take on Michael Penix, who leads the country in passing yards. And a Washington team that's averaged 41 and a half points this season at home. Teams who are favored by over four touchdowns a season are now 25, nine and three against the spread. I think Washington, granted, it, it could be a bad spot. They just up, upset Oregon last week and kind of ruined the Pac 12's chances outside of USC and getting into the college football playoff. But I think Washington, they're still playing for 10 wins. First year head coach. I like them a lot this week. And I have one who I in Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky plus five and a half right now. I think they could beat Auburn outright. Auburn, a lot of SEC teams could be in this situation this week in terms of, or not SEC teams, but teams across the country in, in big rivalry games next week, kind of looking ahead. And Auburn's also on a letdown, a potential letdown spot in the sense that Cadillac Williams got his first win as an interim head coach last week. They knocked off Texas A&M. Now you're hosting Western Kentucky in between the Iron Bowl. And Auburn is just – they've been really bad this year. They had a stretch before Texas A&M where they allowed over 40 points in three or four. In the one they didn't, it was 39 points. Now you're welcoming in another top-heavy passing offense in Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, they've covered every game against the spread on the road this season, and their two losses were both by a field goal. One of those against Indiana that came – that really a game they should have won – Auburn, in terms of turnover differential, is bottom three in, in the country. Excuse me, bottom five in the country. Western Kentucky's third nationally. I think Western Kentucky could win this game outright. 
I'm taking them with the points, but I'm also going to sprinkle a little bit on the money line as well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw them in a teaser. Yeah, I mean, now you're getting them at, depends on, I guess, 11, the teaser. 11 but, and a half. Yeah. So I, I always will take my, my two picks and I'll do solos on those. And then the rest of my Saturday, I usually will throw together like a four or five leg teaser. And I always do six point. Um, mm-hmm. And so like even you go four or five legs, uh, we'll usually come out to like plus 400 ish, maybe four or 500. So that's how I like to do it. Cause like, like I said, I'm not the greatest at college. Um, so like kind of pad, pad yourself with that little six point cushion, make a little parlay and get a, get a nice little payout still. Um, and yeah, I've also had a tough time with these, um, like middle of the pack sec teams. There a bunch of them. I mean, you've got both the Mississippi teams, and then um, Florida's probably in there too. Kentucky, right, and then Florida. Auburn. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them where they just kind of beat up on each other, and it's kind of tough to pick who's who's doing what each week. It, it the feel I've got this season, at least in the Big Ten and the SECs, you have two. I guess SEC has three like top tier teams, and everyone else just isn't that great. Right, like, and that's Tennessee, exactly Georgia. Uh, LSU is up there. I guess Alabama's down, but they're still fine. And then the Big Ten, you have Ohio State and Michigan. Penn State's fine. You could throw them in there too. But like the Big 12 outside of TCU is kind of a crapshoot. Pac-12, they're just cannibalizing each other, especially after last week. And the ACC just sucks. (laughs) And like for the Pac-12, that's the worst thing they can do for each other too. Right. Like this could have been a huge week for them. If they wanted any sort of relevancy, it needs to be one team to just run, like just beat the shit out of everyone else. <laughs> right. And they, they just can't do it. Or they can't even figure that them, out. But... <laughs> All right. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to give you guys Brit's college bets because he bailed on us without there it. There we go. He's taken Georgia minus 13 and a half first half. Um, similar to last week where you had Georgia full game and he took the first half. Now, he really did get pretty screwed on that one. Oh, um, yeah off that punt return. And then right after the half, Georgia just starts kicking them again. It's just like, man, he was salt in the wound there. Um, but I'm, I'm with Drew or you're Drew. I'm with Britt on this one. Uh, Georgia's going is just, I think they're in for a huge, huge win here. And he's taken UNLV minus 11. And I'm going to be honest. I don't know who they're playing. I, I'm struggling to come up with who they're playing as well. I'll look it up real quick. They are playing – they're playing Hawaii at Hawaii, so I, I don't hate that. All right, all right. So that means that's a that's a late, late, late game for us East, Co- East time boys. But, mm-hmm. you know, just a little bit of a late night for Britt. Hey, he's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think that does it for us. Um, you got anything else there, Drew? Nope. Uh, I think I'm working. I'm finishing up a college football article now for uh, week 12. It's crazy. It's already the second to last week of the college football regular season. And and then week 11 NFL. I was just telling Dennis yesterday on our podcast, I can't every year this happens. And then in the first like month, I tell myself, like, before you know it, it's going to be week 12, like savor it. And then all of a sudden it's week 12 and you're like, what? Exactly. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you're getting close to the end of end of the bye weeks, I guess. I guess we have another month. 
go into week 14 now for the NFL, but Schultz, what else you got going on? Uh, well, you know, last night, uh, Dennis and I recorded our DFS pod for the week. Uh, if you're listening here, go check that one out. Honestly, we've been killing it over there. Um, tons of green coming in for DFS. Feel like, uh, Personally, I've just really been feeling DFS this year and playing single entries. I've decided to say, screw the guys who use optimizers. I want to play against people who are also making a lineup like me. And ever since I'm doing that, hey, I'm pretty good at this. So take a listen there if you like DFS. And next week, we'll probably do one early in the week for Thanksgiving slate because Thanksgiving slate DFS is one of my favorite days of the year. So I'm jacked for that. Oh, yeah. Well, Britt already headed out, so we will catch you next week, maybe with a little early show with Thanksgiving. There's no rules. We'll do whatever we want. That's right. No rules, baby. All right. For Schultz, Britt, I'm Drew. We'll see you next time. Peace.